Welcome once again to another episode of Demand Gen Radio, the one program that brings you all the latest methods and technologies for driving growth and increasing demand. With the voice of Demand Gen, David Lewis. All right, welcome back to another episode of Demand Gen Radio. Today on the program, I am joined by Steve Bernard. Steve is the Senior Director of Marketing at PPD. And Steve and I got to know each other, God, it feels like a decade ago, when he was at Lenovo, which he was there for almost 12 years as their Director of Demand Center and Director of Commercial Marketing. Something that we have in common, both he and I started our careers in sales. And so we've always had, uh, I guess, a propensity and likeness and fondness for driving revenue and growth. We're going to talk about that today. really want to focus on being the agent of change that Steve has been at these companies. And uh, Steve, how are you? I'm good, man. Dave, thanks for thanks for coming back in. Yeah, I think it is. I think I think we got started working with you guys when we honestly first put in Eloqua. It's been, yeah, 2010, I think. So somehow it's been 10 years, which is I, incredible. Right? It's like a blink. Just boom. I mentioned about the sales background, and you've also been in product management. So maybe as we talk about the change that you bring about in organizations and building demand centers, I'd love for you to reflect on your your origin story to again, where did that come from sure. and the experience in your background that think you know has led you to the success that you that you've had? Sure, yeah. and uh, and yeah, and my affiliation with sales was probably on the proposal side, and I worked a lot with it, with inside sales and things like that. So yeah, so my you know my background with uh, demand gen really is you know working alongside sales teams or with sales teams for gosh, most of my career, frankly. But happy to do that. Yeah. Did you, um, when you got to Lenovo, maybe you could kind of give current state uh, at that time, if you can remember back. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's it's a very different company these days. Every company has gone through some level of transformation and change. But when you were there, uh, the organization primarily, I would imagine, retail, channel, um, all the hardware going through that and all the demand done uh, with the channel, but maybe you could talk about the evolution and how you identified some of the initiatives that you needed to. And the context, Steve, is I think so many people who listen to Demand Gen Radio and just marketers in general, we all have to be agents of change. And I don't know if you know this, but like that's the working title of my second book, which is only gotcha. one third done. I don't know if it's ever going to come out, but that was the <laughs> right. title of the book because it really captured, you know, people like yourself. It was a tapestry of of stories of people that we've worked with, and that's how I saw folks like you, marketing leaders, saying, you know, what got us here from a in terms of growth and go to market is not going to work going yep. forward, and we have to change. Yep. Yeah. No. So. You know, I th- so I think when I got to Lenovo, um, it was interesting because I think they had been a pretty traditional, um, you know, they had an inside, outside kind of one-to-one field market, uh, kind of field uh, inside sales group. But uh, they really had a lot of their, um, their, I think, marketing at the time was a lot of sales support. It was a lot of field marketing. It was a lot of conferences and golf events and you know, and I think they did some really great stuff, especially on the advisory council side. Um, I think they had, they had, we had a very passionate sales leadership team. And, and that um, was very interesting to me because I was working on Intel at the time in a worldwide function and loved it, but felt like I was a little too far removed from the customer. I was doing a lot of strategy. And the part that appealed to me is they said, hey, we're really interested in now kind of building a marketing, you know, really, fun, you know, more and more of a marketing-led function. And so it was interesting to me because I got to take some of the, what I would say is more classic go-to-market stuff I did at Intel and now apply that 
to Lenovo. And so it was interesting to me because, and, and frankly, I don't think I knew at the time I was going to be building what ended up being, you know, a demand centric function. I think, I think we knew at the time that we were going to try to evolve marketing, but at the time it was a lot of, a lot about trying to get, you know, honestly, the first thing was more about the, the content side of things. I mean, they were very sales and element focused. And so I think a lot of this was, you know, just building and, uh, and trying to understand where they wanted to come from from a content perspective. And so I think, you know, one of the first things we did there was take a lot and Intel was very heavy solution oriented marketing and so Lenovo had been a lot of just uh, more like you talked in the, and, you know, a lot of channel sales, a lot of uh, making sure the sales team had the right documentation to sell, but not necessarily create demand and thought leadership. And I think that was one of the things that we really wanted to change. And so I think, you know, as we started getting into that in the first year, um, they actually just put in Salesforce about 2009 and we started doing a lot of campaigns, but in, you know, actually Salesforce's tool mm-hmm. and, it was funny. I, I I went to this guy. I went. I so I went to Dreamforce that year, and I went to the, went to this guy named John Miller's. Uh, you know, I know a little yeah. bit. Uh, you know, been in the space. Well, I went to one of his tracks, and uh-huh. uh, I actually learned a little bit more there about what demand was about. And uh, you know, and, and like I said, but then started to meet a lot of folks like yourself and others that you know found kind of this whole ecosystem uh, about demand. And that's when you kind of again is kind of my almost my second MBA, and that's kind of what got me into thinking about even how to transform i think what what they thought maybe was just more of a little more of a content centric thing uh solution centric thing more into even you know a demand and lead generation thing at the time yeah john well john has inspired a lot of people as you know with uh being co-founder of marketo and then uh, founder of Engageo, who's now part of Demandbase. And yep. you know, so many of us during that time are really trying to get out and say, look, sales and marketing t- shouldn't be really two completely separate and distinct yep. silos. They should be integrated and aligned. And, and you really went all in on that. Um, I don't know what the current measurements are, but I like mentioning that even, even if it's in the range. You know, Lenovo, 57,000 employees, 50 billion in revenue. Even if we go back 10 years, big Gosh. company. How do you, what would you prescribe to people that are kind of getting maybe late to the digital transformation or late to the party around sales and marketing integration? Because you you seem to have taken a very consultative approach, but maybe you can kind of break that apart yeah. to like how you show up in meetings and say, hey, here's some of the things that we should start doing and get people to rally around those ideas. Well, yeah, it's interesting because even at PPD now, you know, one of the reasons I came here was because um, I think the one thing is, is, you know, you you don't always have to, I think you really have to just understand what drives revenue today for your business and how do they look at revenue, how they look at marketing. And I think one of the first things I think that most marketers want to do is, you know, hey, how do I get us to be a lot more just revenue centric in general? And is that getting meetings for the inside sales team? Is that, you know, really putting leads in their hands and whatever state they're in, I think just aligning yourself very closely with, especially the inside sales team, if you happen to have that and where you're setting, you know, because to me, that's where the rubber hits the road, right? The rubber hits the road and where you're, you know, working with them side by side. And so, you know, I think I would really ask people to say, you know, like, while it's great to be, have the best tools and things like that, I think really, and under first and foremost, understanding, you know, it sounds, it sounds basic, but I think it's like really understanding wh- what state your business is in. And the nice thing now is, again, great folks like DemandGen and, you know, and uh, the Eloquas of the world, uh, you know, the Marketos of the world, they they have a lot of really good, um, you know, adoption curves and they, and they have ways that people have done this. You know, people have been doing this for 10, 15 years now yeah. and some really well. And so I think even when 10 years ago, I think Eloqua was starting to do some of the things. That was our first state, you know, kind of uh, 
working on mission tool record mm-hmm. and uh they had a pathway for people and i think i wasn't sure you know where to start and now i think one of the things i would do is you know don't go too fast i think like even now when we're looking at ppd i'm you know we're you know we're we're, we're definitely going to you know take some of the foundational skills but i think you can if you have somebody that's been there before and you can apply things i think you don't have to go through all the same learnings the nice thing now is you can definitely leapfrog i think you know so the goal like my goal is like we're actually putting they had marketo we're actually going to put in a new uh, right in the middle of that now we're going to put a new market automation system and um you know we're not i'm not trying to get them to go too fast um you know i have the luxury now of having marketing and sales enablement and inside sales all part of my team and mm-hmm. that was i took this role and i think having that fundamental marketing and sales not just alignment but integration as you've kind of talked about yeah. in the past i think is is vital and to me that almost is one of the bedrocks of a, a company you want to work for now. And so to me, you know, I, when I started Lenovo, we had, I reported up to, through inside sales. And when I came to PPD, the fact that my boss now has both of those functions under her is fantastic because then it almost, you know, we're all motivated to meet the same kind of goals for our commercial organization. So that's really, to me, one of the key things. So I would say, you know, just understand your business, understand what is success for your inside sales team. Don't go too fast. Make Make use of roadmaps that are out there today because I mm-hmm. think you can see where you're at and then get some smart people, you know, like I said, either through folks like yourself or others to help them then, you know, set them up and they can probably not catch up because I don't think you ever have to catch up. I think that's it's all relative to your industry mm-hmm. um, because some companies, frankly, you know, pharmaceuticals and all that are a little bit, I'll say they're behind, but they're definitely behind in general the tech companies when it looks at, you know, it's just a different market and, and you know, it's a very different angle. And so I think you just knowing your industry and knowing what which ones make sense. You know, we especially in the pharma side, we're gonna there's about 30 or 40 big accounts. So we're gonna take a very account based approach centric approach to that versus it was at Lenovo where everybody needed one and you kind of had to have a scale kind of plan. So it just really know your industry and your customer yeah. and how the segmentation bakes out. Did a podcast recently with with Lisa Horner from uh, well she and I know each other from when she was at Citrix. She's now uh, head of marketing at Appfolio. And they're using a very account-based approach. So I like to say, you know, I was always used to call her the, the, the queen of try and buy because that was very much how yep. Citrix's go-to-meeting, go-to-webinar products were, you know, mass, mass marketing uh, for all their product lines, get people to the website, get people to download a free trial and convert them, all math numbers. And as you said, you guys, PPDs in the pharmaceuticals area, you guys are working uh, or have uh, solutions for, Drug development, laboratory lifecycle management services. So the, these are not for yep. everybody, right? A very targeted set of accounts. And even though you guys are ten thousand employees, uh, you know, plus or minus, and you know, big company, they've gone to market a particular way over the years. And now yep. you're taking your expertise uh, and and coming in there and and hopefully there wasn't too many random acts of of marketing, but bringing a structured approach to the use and adoption of of data, of technology, and go-to-market programs. Um, let's say someone right now, 2020 late or 2021 or whatever listening to this podcast, is moving into a new environment or is at a company, I want to stick with that one, is moving into a new environment. Maybe it's a company that needs to evolve, but where do you start? What would you recommend in terms of them assessing the lay of the land and then coming back with that consultative approach to say, here let let's let's do this and and move in this direction how do you yeah i mean i i kind of had to do that in my current role and my go-to-market team so one of the things i the other reason i took really this role is that you know when you're when i was running a demand center 
you know, we really had to be a service center almost for our partners, you know, that were developing the content. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I found, and that, and, and that was, and you know, talk about what did you, what did we do well and not do well there? I think one of the things that we learned was if you have a transactional nature of what you're selling, it, it that content can reside really well in a demand center. But I think when you have a relational cell and it's a lot more complicated, the content's a lot more thought leadership based or nuanced, nonlinear. It's a lot harder. And so you really, it's so I really found. It was those were harder ones to be connected. So you really had you really have to have, your demand center folks, the person put, putting the stuff in market, have to have a super close, tight partnership with. Uh, so you, you know, kind of like the people developing the content have to have a tight partnership with kind of those functional experts. And so I think I think that led me to, to say, you know, the next place I go to, I really want to. I think as much as I can, especially in a B two B market environment like we're doing now, I think it's really important to have all of that stuff in one team. And it's funny because even when we came in, I wasn't necessarily coming here because we were looking to do demand right away. In fact, mm-hmm. it was the opposite. It was a go-to-market role. And I liked that they, you know, it was a, you know, there's some personal reasons I, I wanted to kind of get back into life sciences. I had done it before a little bit in my career and wanted to kind of get back in there. And the thing I really liked about go-to-market was, you know, I guess I would say really understand the lay of the land. Um, really, I think, Really understand first off, you know, how does your company look at marketing today? And if they are, if they're really looked at as being kind of a revenue-centric team, then awesome. Then you've mm-hmm. got to think you're ahead of the game. Mm-hmm. I think most people are still very much in a cost-centric world. And then understanding, okay, well, what? And then I think a lot of them are even in a programmatic sense of the world. So I think I would say, you know, like, are you a cost center or a revenue center? If you have any revenue center that are that are, and they're already looking at a funnel, a holistic funnel, which it sounds in 2020 we should be doing that, but I can tell you. A lot of people are not doing that today, or That's they amazing. say they are, yeah. and they don't, and they don't have everybody in their team looking there. So, I really wanted to understand, you know, to us, you know, when I came in, one of the things that we found, and you know, we're doing is we were doing really awesome account-based marketing, uh, you know, like kind of in the sales support side, a lot of great thought leadership, but we kind of have what I call this skinny funnel, and we kind of were not nurturing as much, and so like I came in just wanting, you know, my background obviously is much more about a funnel-centric approach, but. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was interested in understanding where, first of all where all that all lo- that that laid, and then then kind of consult with people and say, hey, how do I want to evolve? Um, you know, what is it that we want to do? Like, you know, do and 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 again, understanding what the KPIs are going to be. Right. But um, I think if they're looking then for or if and if they aren't, you know, you have a couple conversations. You obviously want to make them successful in their current KPIs. But I think you know. Um, one of the things that I think you want to do is, if you do it well and be an agent of change, I guess, is you you try to figure out, you know, not this rev, like, you know, what I did want to do is come to a new role and blow up what everybody's doing. Quite the opposite. I wanted to listen, learn. Mm-hmm. And then when the iteration came, can I change things by 5% here and there, you know, across, you know, kind of the, there's the whole, and I will talk about this later, but the whole people process technology, you know, yeah. the way that, that does the end creation expansion, that whole adage. If you can figure out how to change a couple, knowing if you know how that equation works and you can see, you know, just saying, hey, if, if my content process is better, if my, you know, my lead process, if I can understand that, understand where it's fallen down, if you can start to understand those things, get a baseline and then just start to even make moves that are 5% better over time. And sometimes that's all you got to do. Then it won't, I think, scare people where you're at. And you can start to make some changes, but I think, you know, the one thing you can't do, unless you're mandated, I guess, and you've just been said, hey, you know what, some people are, some people said, hey, you know what, this is an open book, go go, go at it. But most of us work in the organization where the, the business is running, and you want to make it incrementally better. And so you've got to figure out how to do it 
as the car's running. And I think that's been one of the, one of the real tricks. So, you know, I used it in iterations when we would, you know, when we go to market, when our, we're doing quarterly plans, this quarter's like it was. Next quarter, though, let's look at how we do it structurally different. Let's make sure our content's set up across the buying cycle. Let's, you know, if we have things that aren't, programs don't seem to make sense, let's weed those out. So I think over time, if you, you know, if you can go from programmatic to a whole funnel, and I know it sounds yeah. basic, but a lot of people are not doing that still today. And I think to understand where your organization falls on that continuum, I think then you can know. And if, because if you are, if you, I mean, if they're revenue centric, funnel centric, and they have technology, then you're in a very different place than if, if they aren't. And so I think yeah. just knowing that continuum is how I kind of always start. Let me, let me share my point of view on that. Cause I agree 100%. And for me now being instead of head of marketing, but a CEO of a company, I have a much greater appreciation for that full funnel approach to growing a business. So let, let's decouple marketing for a second, talk about sales. Sure. So sales has always been a numbers game as well. You have a number to produce. Let's just say that number is 100 million in revenue. And you break it down into, okay, if it's 100 million in revenue, what kind of quota will every rep yep. hold to produce against their quota? Then you have a breakage number, which is how many of our reps are actually not going to achieve quota. And then it's, it's scale. And they work in this perfect world of like, if I just have an army of people, it's almost like military troops, right? It's like, if yep. I have oh. enough resources to win the war, which the war is the number, then we'll succeed. However, that's not, as we know today, the case because marketing plays such a key role. But if marketing doesn't participate in the full funnel, then all that waterfall math, you know, that's backwards math, um, you don't get the full view of it. So let's say sales has a win rate of 40% of every deal that gets to yep. stage five or later. Math, average deal size, math. It's just a spreadsheet and you can figure it out. Yeah. But as you move up, you have to create you know, the input. That's why my book was called Manufacturing Demand, where like leads are raw materials and how yeah. do you convert? And what you said, you know, you and I are both stewards of, of you know, the waterfall model, which is if you have X number of inquiries and you convert 2% of those inquiries yep. to MQLs, then the waterfall math looks like this. But if you can move that three percentage points yep. at the very top, you double revenue. And so if you put all the structure in place and you know the numbers and you know the conversion rates and the velocity, it's predictable. Now, it doesn't make it easy. You still have to do good marketing, good engagement, good awareness, um, take friction out of the entire buying process, which will increase your percentage points. But that's, when you talk about full funnel, that's what I see in my head yep. is that structured approach to driving uh, demand and, and, the, and the role the demand center plays in it. You saw, um, I shared with you, and, and for those of you guys that don't have this yet, I'll link to it in the comments of the podcast. Uh, I wrote a blog post about our D3 methodology, and I kind of started with the, that was then, this is now. Um, one of the first ones I started was back then, whenever then was, sales was your customer, meaning for marketing. And well, now the whole company is aligned around your customer is your customer. Yep. Did you experience, do you, are you experiencing that at PPD that it's an integrated sales and marketing culture or is marketing still, or was at the point that they think their customer is, is sales? No, it's a really good question. Um, I think that it's, it's, it's a good thing that I think, so one of the reasons I took the job was because actually I think definitely our current leadership is all about 
a customer is our customer. And I think that's something we're trying to really evolve. I mean, I, you know, the, my, you know, kind of my current leadership is all about trying to, you know, like, like, like you said, I mean, I, I think this is the, I think it's the hard part. I mean, because I think half the way most marketers, you know, the way they've gotten ahead, or a lot of times the way you get ahead is, you know, we all have our internal stakeholders, whether they're in a business group and we're marketing their product or the sale, you know, I reported in sales for a long time and they're often the GMs and mm-hmm. very, a lot of tech companies are very sales centric and, uh, you know, for a good reason, um, you know, they're on the front line selling really complicated buys and know the customer better than anybody. But I think, you know, I really believe now though, that at least where we're at is, it is definitely, um, you know, trying to evolve because I think historically, you know, if you look at our roots, we were kind of a hybrid corporate communications sales, sales team, you know, sales support team. And I think now we're, now we're really much, we're trying slowly, but surely, you know, to definitely evolve a model and have, you know, much more of a, Hey, how do we have go to market and field marketing, you know, and we made that, that we made that fine line and, you know, how do we, uh, how do we, you know, to bridge that line because I we because we actually we put a lot of resources frankly more than I've seen in our field marketing and we're actually letting them be field marketers here a lot of times we get our field marketers to be demand marketers and field marketers and I think that's a tough call these days like I like that I think I've seen that a lot and that's and that's tough and I think I think the one thing I like about our model and I it was different because I think other places I've been we ask a lot of our uh, commercial marketing or field marketing teams to be a little bit of both and it's and I it's feel it's really hard like some people are really good at being like field marketers being with the accounts being with the uh, sales teams and other folks are really good you know demand marketers and so I I just think that you know but I think the marriage of those two is how you can get at because they and because the content and inevitably the story you tell the way you serve your customer mm-hmm. and, and how you're going to help them through the cycle to me has to still f- be thorough and, and you know th- through the funnel and so that's the part i think that where the two marry up and so to, to me that's that the nice thing is i think we definitely are getting that and i think we're you know i think we're early days in trying to make sure that all that is perfectly aligned and all those things but i you know like i said my our this structure men's only been in place about a year and mm-hmm. i'm you know like i said i joined the top of the year because of uh frankly really like the opportunity to be part of a new team and like you said it was kind of coming back to some of your roots when you were at intel and you were involved in the uh the digital health group uh, yep. to come back into life sciences by the way are you yeah. guys sidebar are you guys working or your clients working on stuff related to the covid oh yes very much yeah yeah we've got frank that's been one of our yeah, I can't say client-wise, but yeah, actually, one of the first things we did, I worked on one of the campaigns I was working on was actually around, uh, yeah, um, digital solutions for COVID and things like that. So, um, you know, my team was responsible for some of that. So, um, absolutely, um, that, that's. But we're first and foremost very much, uh, you know, uh, that's been actually a, you know, like you said, it's been nice to be part of that, being through all this, and it definitely, yeah. it's definitely different. I got to be honest, I had a fantastic time at Lenovo, but it's just been a different experience, and you know, I feel, you know. Uh, in, you know, Lenovo was awesome. Intel was awesome, and this, but this place is—it's uh, just a different, little bit of a different bend in terms of what 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 we're all about. You know, I have a special needs daughter, and uh, you know, to see things like gene therapy that in the future could potentially help her um, is nice to be part of that. And certainly, COVID makes it even a little bit more in your face than certainly I ever expected it to be right away. It is—it is pretty amazing. Um, we've worked a lot with the folks at Insulate and Dexcom, you know, in the type one diabetes area and diabetes healthcare. Uh, it's pretty amazing to work for a company like, you know, if your clinical research tool sets are being used by companies that are figuring out uh, 
a vaccination for COVID. I mean, th- yeah, laptops are cool. Lenovo makes great products, but that's just at a whole different level of it's contribution. Just, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just, it's just different. I mean, like you said, I've been pretty blessed to have, um, you know, great people. To, to, to me, it's also great to have great people and teams. And, yeah. you know, I've been blessed to have really great, frankly, across the board, Lenovo, you know, it was awesome for, um, the people and, and PBD has been the same. So like I said, it's, uh, it's, yeah, but, but, but yeah, it's just different, but I, but, uh, but, but, but yeah, it's just a different spend, but yes, for me personally with my daughter, it, it's, 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 it's a pretty big deal for me now. And so that's awesome. Um, that's de- de- definitely a nice, uh, just, just like you said, a nice, uh, just just a good way to compliment i think the stuff we love doing and in, in, in being demand markers in general right i mean i think uh i think like i said it's been it's been a fun ride and like i said really really having a good time trying to help uh help help do that same thing here as i can when you know when everybody's ready to move and so on but yeah i was going to ask you about it's more on the emotional side of our of our jobs which is yep. um so many of the clients that i have one-on-one conversations. Sometimes it's after the podcast or before the podcast or just in our client engagement. I like to get to know all of our clients. Um, and I find that there's this consistent sentiment that at some point is success, which is marketing is not appreciated within the organization. And I don't know if that's getting better over time. Sometimes it shows up, Steve, as you know, marketing saying like, well, we don't just generate demand. Like we make the t-shirts for the employees and the merch in the store. Right. And we work with HR and the company slides and the investor relations. And we did the prospectus, you know, cover uh, and, yep. and, and, you know, like this diverse set of duties that marketing has. And you're like, damned if you do and damned if you don't, you can never produce enough qualified leads for sales to make them happy. And yep. then you're pulled in all these different directions, but you don't have enough resources, enough budget is this just something, do you think, Steve, that we in the marketing discipline just need to accept that that's part of the role and that is what it is and you just got to you know, have thick skin and not give a shit? Or is that going to change over time? Yeah, it's a good question. I think for companies that are heavy-duty brand companies, I think it's a little different. But, I think, but I've never worked for one of those companies other than maybe Pfizer when I did a little bit of an internship post my MBA, but otherwise I would be like, not that Lenovo and Intel don't, well, Intel, I'll take that back, Intel, great brand company, great engineering company. Marketing definitely had a, a really strong presence, but they weren't really interested in, as they have gotten into demand now, but when I was there, it was very much about, you know, branding and about sales support. And again, going back to kind of that skinny funnel and not necessarily doing a lot of lead generation stuff. And so, but I think the short answer to your question, I guess, is I think for, I think, I don't think universally marketing is in a place yet where we're much past support. I feel like, you know, um, I think leader by leader, um, some like can see, um, I think, you know, certainly modern folks that have grown up, I think, and it'll be interesting. I think, uh, you know, now versus even when I think when I came into my career, people that are used to it now, but I, I definitely think marketing is viewed very much as a support organization a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and to your point, you kind of damned if you do and damned if you don't. You know, I've had luck. I've had, uh, you know, I, I, when I joined Lenovo, had, uh, oh gosh, a couple awesome, um, you know, VPs. Tom Looney was my, you know, my VP of uh, commercial, like he was the, the guy that ran the business. And then I had a guy named Scott Ottman that was my inside sales exec director. They were both passionate and innovative and knew that, you know, like, again, you know, brilliant sales guys. Scott was a great, brilliant and ops guy, but they really, um, 
but I think they were really behind, you know, like what, once we kind of saw, Hey, what we could do a little bit with marketing, uh, they were all in. And I think, so I think, you know, I, I think he, I think we have to kind of not lose our, uh, we always got to be, we always got to be selling his marketing too. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. I, think that's, I think that's the one thing that I think that's the agent of change. Another story yeah. is like, you know, you're, and I think if you do it, I think if you always have the head of the business in mind, it will never come off the wrong way. I think if you always have, if you figure out what the, where the business needs help, because I think the smart sales folks, you know, Tom was one of the most passionate guys I've ever seen about just making them, you know, just making the business work. I mean, wanting to be successful, wanting to see his people win, you know, you know, and uh, so really wanted to see the business win and us win and, and, and frankly, the customers win. Right. I mean, and I, I really, and you know, and I, a lot of people have that it's lip service, but with him, it was absolutely real. And so I think, you know, those are the kind of guys, if you can talk to them about the business and they know it and you know your stuff, like I, any marketer, uh, if you you can be a, if you're a demand marketer, know the numbers through and through. Understand the funnel through and through. You got to mm-hmm. know that stuff inside and out. You can't all you can't shop that out to the analytics team. Correct. You can't do that. You have to know that 100%. If you can have that 100%, then you can sit in cadence meetings and pipeline meetings and talk about it and help them. And right. I think that's the kind of mindset I really believe that makes a difference to people. Um, and, but then the challenge is those guys eventually move on, and you have to resell. You know, like they because if they're good, they're either gonna you know, uh, go up, they're going to get retired. They're going to go get promoted, you know, they're going to work for another company. So, you ev- so, you know, eventually we had to continue to kind of sell that same story. So I think you got to know that, you know, with sales and everybody else, it's, it's a tight partnership. If it's a sales run company, which I still think a lot of B2B companies really are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's super important just to continue to just, if you have your heart of the business in mind and know how marketing is helping the business, but, but don't do transformational things if they don't make business sense. Like it's great to have beyond, you know, it's great to do, lead gen and all this stuff but we've had times when we've pulled back on things right we've had times when we said hey you know it doesn't make sense to do this investment now and i think that earns you a lot of i think uh you know credence with the business i think doing those things and so i think if you can be real about the business understand how it helps them or doesn't help them i do that don't do transformation for transformational purpose even though it probably is the right thing to do in a lot of cases just know Mm -hmm. you gotta know the pace and which type because you know now just with brinker's matrix and such i mean god what are we up to fifteen thousand? I'm probably underselling the number of, you know, marketing partners, you know, in that ecosystem. And so, you know, there are so many ways to move the needle that you can make a difference in your company. And so I think knowing the hard part is knowing where it is, but if you understand your KPIs and where you can have an impact, it's not a problem to double down. I'm still a big reason of the thing I find, I think I, I advocate maybe the most for is strategies. Again, it's not about picking the one thing to do. It's picking the things you're not going to do and being mm-hmm. pretty advocate. And being pretty and advocating about that and saying, hey, let's do these things and then and then be willing to talk to your leaders about if we do something else, I'm going to do this other thing. But just understand what the concept of opportunity cost is as well and what they're giving up. And at the end of the day, hey, I'm happy to jump on board if, if, if they understand the cost and benefit of kind of where we're at because that's, that's why they're paid to make the big bucks, right? Love, love the passion on the revenue driving aspect of marketing. Uh, you know, it, if for those that don't know Steve uh, and, and look him up on LinkedIn, which I suggest you do, um, Steve has a very intuitive background in, in marketing leadership. He graduated with a degree in chemical engineering, right? So that fits perfectly. And, and then you went on to get an MBA in marketing uh, and clearly found that that lane. I got a question though for you, Steve. Sure. Take yourself back to Indiana University, uh, Kelly School of Business. It's Hoosiers, right? Do I have that right? Yep. Um, yeah, you're right. This is. Uh, are they teaching any of this? You think in the MBA program great, these days? Great question. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt. It. I went back. It's been a while now. I probably went back 
10 years ago. Yeah, probably 10 years ago now. And, and at the time they were not, I, I do not, I do not think, I still think that most, I could be wrong and I'm open to, I would love to get feet. You know, somebody says, no, well, it's on the podcast, please let me know. I actually don't know, but most, especially in Indiana and a lot of the Kellogg's of the world and a lot of the, you know, the, a lot of the Midwestern, especially, uh, you know, MBA programs, um, are funded by, and a lot of times by consumer package good companies. And so they are such heavy brand companies, mm-hmm. um, you know, that so much of the curriculums, I mean, I was trying to be a, a brand manager, product manager, own my own little business. I didn't know anything about demand stuff at all. Like didn't know anything. I mean, it was, this was 2000. So it was probably early days mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and Siebel and all that were just kind of coming on and you heard about that stuff when, you know, we got out of school and people were working on CRM yeah. stuff, but I still believe that the whole, it's, but it's perfect. It's tailor-made for it, in my opinion. I mean, you know, being a demand marketer, being a tech marketer, understanding. I think marketing technology, you know, at a conceptual level is taught probably. But I would be, I would be surprised if the kind of stuff that we're talking about, the, you know, the the decision models that are, you know, obviously a whole lot more than just, you know, yeah. inquiry lead, lead opportunity are being taught now. What conversion ratios? But I mean. MBAs stuff is tailor made to be. I think it's a fantastic career path. I mean, I was a process engineer, um, and so I had a luxury of I worked design ore refineries in Southern California when I lived there, and it, it was very much very similar. The funnel, you know, process it, looking at inputs and outputs and bottlenecks and control loops. It's in the funnel, so it kind of, like I said, I kind of fell into demand, but it's also honestly yeah. about the same adage. And uh, I just I think it would be, I think it's a great operation, not only a marketing you know, problem, but also operational problem to understand. And, uh, I, I highly doubt it if I'm right, if I could be wrong, but I would highly doubt. I think everybody's learned this on the job or in the market. Yeah. School of hard so knocks for sure. They get out, like for me, it was, you know, definitely my postdoc, you know, post MBA. And then I highly value, there's so much good material out there now these days. There's so much, uh, great content when you go to the, you know, to the different shows and other jobs this year, but uh, it's just such opportunity to to learn and do things. And I really do believe, you know, while it is a little self serving for everybody wanting to sell things, there's great content out there for people being marketers these days. And I think, you know, you there's so much opportunity to learn and do things and try things um, that I think, you know, it's it's been that's been fun for me. Like I've always enjoyed learning, and it's been I think for me it's awesome because it's kind of like you can continue to try things and yeah. you know. Nine times out of ten, it's probably not going to work. But you know, if you can move it along five percent, like I was saying before, that's mm-hmm. kind of the it's kind Huge. of the goal. I I for me, I love the education aspect of my my role heading up demand gen. As as you know, like I've been doing this since the company launched, creating content, going out speaking, yep. teaching, doing workshops, writing the book, doing blog content. Now the YouTube channel, like I do, I feel it's my purpose to help educate and inform. Uh, primarily the B2B marketing market. Yep. My my North Star is that I like to make marketing heroes. And I mean that like the individual, like you doing yep. work for you, the department, and then the whole discipline. And I, even though COVID's been a very uh, difficult year to get out there, we all stopped kind of in February. I remember my last 
conference was the B2BMX conference in Arizona, and that yep. was it. And and yet I've been able to produce a lot more content for everybody because I'm you know at my desk every single day and I just schedule it in to do interviews like this with you, which thank you for coming on the program because I know it's busy, busy times. Um, but as you said, there's a lot of great content out there. That's why I mentioned to you guys listening in the link to the D3 methodology that we published this year. We said, let's give people a holistic methodology for driving revenue and driving growth because that's not out there. Um, let's just make it in the public domain and create it. Um, and it's been extremely well received. So grab that stuff. I want to ask you, Steve, the because um, we all struggle, whether it's in life, like I said, special needs kids or different aspects of our lives. And we struggle at work. And the one thing that I always hear, which let's take this off the table, is how much bu how busy we are and how much time uh, you know all this involves. What taking that off the table, what is the hard part of the job these days? Hardest for you or you think your team struggling with and how are you trying to overcome some of that challenge? Oh gosh. Um, one of the hardest things for me was to like you said, I, I had my average age on my team was probably about 31 and mm -hmm. I had about 15, I had actually 15 direct reports. And so it was a lot of people and, but it was great because that was awesome energy. And, you know, like we learned a ton and the hardest part for me was, you know, wanting to help not probably getting as much time to develop the people as I would like given the number of meetings and things like that you have to do. So to me, it's like, I really enjoyed, um, helping them work through things. Like I love getting the weeds on just working through, you know, an email, working mm -hmm. through, you know, a scoring model, working through a budget. Um, you know, cause those, cause especially with people that I could see had the DNA to be like, like these guys are going to be awesome markers. Like you could tell like somebody I hired, I'm like, there are a couple people. I'm like, this person's going to be a rock star to just give them time. And, you know, nine times out of 10, I could usually predict, you know, people that I hired, um, if they were the right ones, like where they're going to be, not always, some people surprise you and, you know, they, um, they just, they, you know, they get their feet wet and then they, they shine, but, um, you know, really wanting, but, but then, you know, not, I think the biggest challenge for me is just wanting to spend, I wish I could have spent probably more time even than I did, um, developing people, yeah. um, and, and doing that. Cause I think that's the part that I really, frankly, enjoyed the, enjoyed the most. I mean, I, I don't, uh, you know, like it's great to lead huge teams and, you know, have huge departments. I, I, I actually came to PPD a little bit because I, I've five direct reports right now. And I did that a little intentionally because I, you know, wanted to spend time on the business and the people mm -hmm. do some of those things. And, you know, like, like I said, and so certainly, you know, I can have, and that's a fine line. I think one of the things that we struggle with is in our careers is, you know, like, so what, what's your aspiration? Do you right. want to be, do you want to be an executive? Do you want to just lead huge teams on huge organizations? And if you do awesome, if you want to work for a startup and be a jack of all trade and apartment of one, awesome. I think for me, it's like, you know, there's a sweet spot where I want to be part of a leadership team to cause, uh, you know, some hopefully disruption, good stuff happens in the market and, you know, be, be purposeful about it. But I also like spending time with people and actually enjoy doing the marketing. I mean, you know, and, and, and we're in seeing that and spending time with, you know, I enjoy working with our inside sales team, you know, we're partnering. They're also looking at bringing in a tool like outreach right now and sales loft, some of those. And mm -hmm. so, um, you know, being able to work, but, and, but when we're doing that collectively now, we're trying to look at how, you know, how are we going to transform the whole kind of, you know, funnel process yeah. with, at, at the base of these tech. And so that kind of work is fantastic to me. I love, you know, part of the people that are motivated and that's why I say having marketing sales under one hub is, is great. But, um, I think that's the hardest thing. And, you know, and so like I, now I have a really nice balance, I think of 
people and the work because I think it's a little, a little bit of both those things. And I can spend the time and go a little bit deeper with the team if I need to. And it's been great. Now, does that does that mean my team's going to change in the next couple of years? Who knows? Yeah. Um, you, you know, but uh, but you know, I one of the things I liked about you know uh, was just uh, you know, but like I said, with what that said, you know, I the band center team I had was awesome. I got to see so many good things. I probably probably the most one of the most fun teams I've ever uh, probably the most fun team I've ever been on in my life in terms of just the That's people awesome. and uh, the camaraderie that we had. So, um, but yeah, so I'm, I'm always thankful for people uh, that have. Uh, Giving me opportunities, and, and so you I guys did that, a award-winning work. You guys recognized for the the hard accomplishments that you did, and and recognized for that. I mean, it's you know taking taking away a trophy. Uh, it, it's not about the trophy; it's about the journey to get there and sure. what it took. Um, you know, people who talk about you, Steve, right there, they, you, you get classified as that person who's got their finger on the pulse of all the, the latest and greatest in terms of demand generation, the technologies and the processes, and you're a constant student and, and educating yourself on what's out there and, and learning as much as you can, which is, which is awesome. And I love, I love your answer. The authentic answer was like the hardest part of my job is just having time with all my people and, and coaching them and developing them, growing. I can fully relate to that. I think every manager can relate to that. I think every human being, you know, we have our families and, and our friends and, and work, so yeah. many relationships in our life. How do we make sure that there's quality time with all of those uh, people? Because when it comes down to it, that is what life is all about. It's all about the relationships and the people and yep. and feeling uh, like we're advancing and, and winning together and having success and, and good le- lessons there. Well, thank you so much, man, for, for joining. I do want to, when we end this, I want to have a little bit of chat about, you said you're changing marketing automation systems. So I'm curious to hear about that and you're evaluating sure. some other tech stacks. So, you know, I like to geek out on the tech side and would love to catch up on that. But thank you for, for joining me and for all of you guys listening in. Um, Steve's pretty easy to find. Steve Bernard, uh, B-A-R-N-A-R-D. Senior Director of Marketing at PPD. Great person to have in your network if you want to bounce ideas, some of the things maybe you're struggling with, Steve has figured out, or just a great person to have in your network on on our collective journeys together. Be sure to check out the links that I put in the comments so you can read about the D3 methodology, which I shared with Steve, and I've been sharing with a lot of CMOs and, and marketing leaders as this methodology for driving revenue and growth. Love to hear from you guys. And if you haven't, joined me and the folks on Demand Gen TV on YouTube, go check that out. And one of the things I'd ask of you guys, I love feedback. So whether it's on LinkedIn, you know, there's no way in a podcast for you to comment on an episode. But if you watch some of the videos on Demand Gen TV, just go to YouTube and search for Demand Gen or go to demandgen.tv, drop me a comment or a like. Just let me know if that content if it's helping you, you're learning. And uh, I want to really tailor and make sure that content, it's really hard for me, Steve, to know if I on, on Dimension TV should be making content for you and show and tell stuff or for your teams. We're, we're airing on the side of your team so that we can teach them about campaign attribution and Salesforce yeah. related and Marketo and other technologies. So we're really designing the content for your team so that they can, uh, advance their skills and, and learn our methods uh, for it. But I would welcome anybody's feedback on what you guys would like to see there because I do like the video format. I love having these conversations, intimate conversations with folks like you, Steve, that people get to listen in on. But I also like the video piece as well. So I'd love to hear from the folks out there. But thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. All the best to you and your yeah. family and have a good rest of your week. You got anything Yeah. You got anything uh, laid out for the weekend? Yeah. Uh, you know what, man? Not and it's you know with COVID and all that, I'm I'm happy just to hang out with the daughter and uh, the wife and the dog and see some folks. So no, not not too much. I mean, I think you know in a different time we might be a little little different. Yeah. Uh, 
But, uh, you know, nah, I, I think just trying to uh, take a little bit of downtime is pretty crazy during the long schedule days with, you know, kids, that, you know, my uh, kudos to my wife for managing all of the school stuff it's and, tough. You know, with, with, with her online and whatnot. But, uh, but yeah, so I think we're just going to try to catch your breath, but yeah, man, it's a pleasure. I always enjoy, um, talking to people that are trying to, you know, educate and, and make a difference in, in kind of this, this niche we're in. So I appreciate the opportunity to, to come on, talk to you. Absolutely. Thank you. Thanks for the time and, and all the best to the PBD team and, and all their work and, and efforts to, you know, help, help resolve the global pandemic that we have. It's a, that's, that's a pretty, uh, wonderful thing to be, be working on. All right, you guys, that is going to do it for this episode of Demand Gen Radio. And uh, really appreciate you guys always tuning in. It's been great. I've been looking at the stats and seeing you guys just tuning in and tuning in and tuning in. And I love getting the feedback, as you know, it makes it all worthwhile. So we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Take care. You've been listening to Demand Gen Radio, bringing you the top industry experts, thought leaders, authors, marketing technology firms, and senior marketing leaders from around the world to teach you the methods and technologies for high-performance marketing.